Well, good morning, my beautiful family. It is especially wonderful to see your faces this morning. We are wrapping up our series called Ask Your Pastor. And if you're not familiar with what this series is, what what happens is um, a few times throughout the year, um, I get questions from people and different things. And I always do this series, at least once a year, I do this series, Ask Your Pastor. And I wanted to let you know this morning that you don't have to wait for that series to come along. If you're reading something or hear something or whatever, and you're like, I wonder what the truth is behind that. You can just shoot me an email and I would be very glad to talk to you about it and maybe even address it in a message. So we're wrapping up our series today and when I was thinking back how I wanted this series to end this morning, this is a question that a lot of you over the years have asked at different times, asked me face to face and asked me through email and because you're always so transparent in your communication cards, this is a question that I've come across several times since I've been your pastor. This is a question and this question is, am I gonna be okay? Are we going to be okay? It's a question that is always birthed out of some heartache or, or some pain or some situation that we're facing. And it's, it's a question that is so important how we answer that question. What I want you to know, my beautiful family, is as I was preparing this message, I was completely unaware that I would get a phone call Friday night, two days ago, from my brother that his son, my 17-year-old nephew, Jeremiah, was killed in a four-wheeling accident. And so immediately, I'm overwhelmed. I hear my family in the background and people are crying and it's, it's a tragedy. And I got word to my staff and to the deacons and immediately they sprung into action. What can we do for you? Can you guys imagine mom and Evett? All right, what do we do? Can you imagine her like a, a wild cat? You know what I mean? Like, what, what do I need to do to take care of you? And, and I want to tell you, my beautiful family, that I, I did toss back and forth in my mind that maybe I wouldn't be here today, that maybe I wouldn't speak today. But then I decided, you know what? There are times when the enemy, when when you're already down, when you're already struggling with things, there are things because he's such a jerk that he won't even back off when you're already going through stuff. And so I decided this morning that it was important as your pastor that I stand and what I was going to ask you to do this morning is I don't want to stand alone. I want to know if there's any people in this building that you would put your notes down and stand up on your feet with me today. And then if you're going through something, that you would put your notes down. Look, my shirt was tucked in, and I thought I might wear some dress shoes, but I decided today, today this means war. And so I wonder with me today, this morning, my beautiful family, if you would stand there and you would put up your dukes, and you would shout like I'm shouting, I'm still here, would you say? family. I'm still here. Can we give the Lord the highest praise today, my family? You are good. You are worthy, God. And we thank you that your strength is perfect even when our strength is gone. He is a defeated foe. We are victorious in the name of Jesus. Amen, family. We trust you, God. We love you. 
And we're still here. In Jesus' name. All right, you Jesus freaks, sit down. Sit down. Am I going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? It's a question whenever there's loss. Loss of a loved one or loss of a job or loss of health. It's a question that you hear children as well as elderly people ask. Am am I going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? Today, my beautiful family, I'm not standing here because I'm superhuman. I'm standing here because the truth is his strength is perfect. And I'm standing here because looking at your beautiful faces gives me courage. Am I going to be okay? Are we going to be What should we do now? What's the secret, Pastor Mac? Tell tell me a secret. What's a way? What's something that you do or something that that we should be doing? What's the Bible have to say? How does the Bible answer this question? Jump into your notes there, my beautiful family. James, the brother of Jesus says, blessed is the man or woman who remains what, family? Steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. There's a condition. And that condition is, that even when you don't feel blessed, am I the only one, Kay, you get where I'm going, am I the only one that when you're going through trials and going through heartache, that blessed would probably be the last adjective that you would use? I mean, do you sit around when your heart is breaking and say, oh, I feel blessed. I mean, in that, the, the, but it's in those times, my beautiful family, where you have to get outside of what you feel and you have to get outside of what you see and you have to stand on the sure foundation that is Jesus Christ, the rock of our salvation. You have to remember who he says you are, Joe, when you don't feel like it. You have to stand even when you feel like running. Standing on the promises. So what's a key? What's that secret? How do we do it? James says it's really clear. You focus on who God is. It's not denial. And it's not trying to talk yourself into or out of something. But it's believing that God will be true to his word. And so what's our part? It's conditional because we have to stand even when we feel like laying down. You you, you guys, have you ever been there when you were already down? You were already dealing with stuff. There was already rough things that you had to face and had to do. 
And then there's something else. And then you get yourself prepared and it's like, all right, there was this and whoo, okay, I gotta get myself ready. And then something, and so it's like, okay, so I can deal with this and I can deal with this. Then there's something else. Do you know what I'm talking about? You feel like collapsing. But it's in those times that you have to stand. And the promise is, is that blessing follows those who stand. And so I believe you'll agree with me on point number one, my beautiful family. You will, not maybe, well not if you, you will overcome if you keep on loving and obeying God. It's both. Oh, I love God. Well, the way that you demonstrate your love is by obeying him. Loving him, obeying him equals the blessed life. So when heartaches and pain come, you keep loving Jesus. You keep obeying Jesus. And the promise is, blessing will follow. And that's not opinion. That's fact. That God is here. And so we're going to keep on loving you, Jesus. And we're going to keep obeying you. And we're going to expect. And we're going to wait for those blessings to come our way. So that's what we must do. Keep loving and keep obeying. But how can we really know? Is there a guarantee that this is it? Because we get there, don't we family? What I know is this is all I can take, right? It's like, okay, I can't take anymore, but, but, but life just keeps coming at you. Life just... So is there... A, a guarantee? Is there some kind of assurance that I'm going to be okay? That we're going to be okay? Paul says it in just the most amazing way. He says in Philippians, he says, I am sure. I am Fully persuaded. Not life. Not death. Not times of prosperity and not times of lack. I am fully persuaded, even in the darkest of dark. I am sure that He, that God, who began a good work, in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. What does this mean? You're saying I need to just keep loving and keep obeying, 
But how can I really know? Do you have a guarantee? And I want you to see this this morning, my beautiful family. It's so important to me that you see what God is saying through his apostle Paul here. What God is saying is, is that he is the one responsible. All of the promises that he has given you, all of the promises of joy complete and a peace that will surpass your own understanding, all of the good things that God is building in you, he swears by himself that he is the architect of those things and nothing that you go through, nothing that is being thrown at you, nothing that you're being accused of, nothing that you're afraid for that other shoe to fall, nothing that tries to rob you of your very life. God is the architect of all of those good things within you and he guarantees that he will bring those things to pass. He's the creator of all of those good things. And all of the challenges that life throws at you and me, how can we really be sure? Because it's the enemy that comes to steal and to kill and destroy. It's the enemy's job to try to throw stuff at us so heavy and so dark that we actually forget the promises of God. It's our job to stand and keep loving and keep believing and keep obeying. And God says, in that, when you do that, I'm always going to be faithful because I'm the architect. I'm the one that's doing that work in you anyway. And so our responsibility is to keep loving and to keep obeying no matter what. I'll never forget the day when Diva and I were sitting in the doctor's office and she found a lump and we were sitting and we were told, oh, it's not cancer. Don't even worry about it. Look, I've been at this game for 30 years. It's not cancer. Like, just not kidding, you know. Oh, no, like, we're going to take a biopsy of it. And it, like, even just looking at it, is it, because, you know, everywhere we go, you guys, you know, everywhere we go, there's GT people, right? I mean, every, everywhere, everywhere you go, there's GT people. And so even there at the hospital, the different labs and different things, there's GT people everywhere. And so they were just trying their best to, to comfort us, but... No, it's not. We heard several times, no, 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 no. I don't know what this is, but it's not cancer, it's not cancer. Only, we're gonna send it off, we're gonna send it off, only to find out that yes, it was breast cancer. And I remember her and I sitting there, and she laid her head on, on my shoulder. And we began to cry, and there was a point where it was like, you know what? The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word, and we're going to stand even to our very last breath. We are going to stand believing that God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And how many of you know, maybe this is true for you. I know that it's true for me. That when you go through the hardest of the hardest times, isn't the most difficult thing about that telling your kids Right? 
Like, can't you guys imagine, you can use your imagination, and I, I wear this badge proudly, I am a very overprotective father. I am, and can't you imagine that? The hardest thing when you're going through these things is to have to sit down and tell your kids. And I know, I'm not stupid, I know people die from cancer every day. I know that. But we made a decision that no matter what, no matter what, we're gonna keep believing. It's been three years and she's cancer free, praise God. Praise God, praise God. No magic formula, no magic formula. What I know is that fear comes to confuse. And doubt comes. And even voices of well-meaning people can hurt. So how can we really know that we're going to be okay? Because there are things that come that even challenge our faith. Yes. Am I the only one? I'm, am, am, I, am I the only one? There are things that, 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 that come that even challenge my very faith. So here's the assurance, my beautiful family. Point number two. God promises. And I wonder if we could all just heave a collective sigh of relief. Just those two words. God promises. Not Pastor Matt. Not Pastor Rick. Not not Mom. Not Dad. God promises to finish his purpose for your life. But I can't believe this happened. I can't believe, God promises. Well, this isn't fair. God promises. I don't think I can take any more. God promises. What if I blew it? What if I'm the one that actually caused this? God promises. That he will finish his purpose in your life. And so I want you today to not just hear those words. I want you to absorb them as truth today, okay, my beautiful family? God promises that even while your heart is breaking, And even when the fear is raging, God promises. When I got the phone call, Brielle and I were in the basement watching a movie. Just father-daughter. Diva was at an event and Nika was working, so it was just me and my baby girl who's now 20. I don't know how she got older than me, but she's... A few more years and she's going to pass me up. And when I got the call, 
I knew what I was going to be speaking on today. It's like, what am I, what am I going to tell my brother? You know? Oh, I'm just looking in the, the video here. My, my shirt's unbuttoned. Sorry. Okay. There, now I'm good. <laughs> Why didn't you guys tell me? Why didn't you guys do? Your shirt's unbuttoned. Why didn't you tell me? You front rowers. Why didn't you? <laughs> you thought I was trying to be cool, didn't you? You're like, well, maybe he thinks he's cool, poor idiot. Maybe he thinks he's cool. I... <laughs> you know, it, it, what am I going to tell my brother? And, and uh, when I talked to my dad a few times and I could hear my mom in the background, you know, just heartbroken, you know. What am I going to say to my precious nieces and nephews, you know? I went upstairs, and uh, after Bree and I watched the movie, and my mind went to the revelation of John. It's like, okay. Okay. I just need to stand fast. And I need to keep loving Jesus and keep obeying Jesus. And then God promises. God like, he's not a man that he should lie. Like, he promises that we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay now, but this isn't the last thing we're going to have to go through. You know that. There's to, is there a lasting way? Is there some kind of eternal answer to this question? And it's so gorgeous, family. Let's, let's wrap this up. So beautiful. This is the Apostle John. He was given a vision. He said, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city. Imagine this, family. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. Now, what do you imagine some, one of the first things that God's going to do on that day? What's gonna, like maybe start assigning jobs and maybe start saying, here, I want you to go work here and I want you to go there. Look what John says, the first thing that God starts doing. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Can we say hallelujah, family? Why isn't he assigning jobs and saying, hey, this, go here and do this and here? Because he knows how absolutely difficult it is for us to be here. Yes. So what he does is he says, I know what cancer has robbed you of. 
I know what it's like to lose a child. I know what it's like to feel like your heart is breaking. And so the first thing that he does is he wipes away our tears. I don't know about you, but that's a beautiful picture. Blessed assurance that it'll be worth it all someday. And so I know what I will say to my family because I say it to my beautiful family today. God has already predetermined that you and I will be victorious. He's already decided. It has already been decided forever and ever and and nothing you do and nothing that happens to us God has already decided for those who stand fast even when you feel like giving up that it has already been decided you are victorious forevermore And so, I could say it to you today. And what I'm not saying to you is get over this. What I'm saying to you and what I'm saying to myself and what I'm saying to my family when I go home, I decided that I could say it to you today, but my darling could sing it. That my darling could sing it. And it's simply this, not get over it. You'll get through this. Pull the sheets down on the sun. Don't want to see the morning break to another day. I don't have the strength to face Close the door and keep it shut Lord, this ache is just too much for me to take How do I begin to pray? My way back to some kind of peace of mind But then I hear love whisper through the darkest of times. You'll get through this. You'll break new ground. When you're lost within your weakness, hope is waiting to be found. You'll get through this. No matter what it takes
Just remember what I say. Nothing formed against you will succeed. As long as your heart's turned toward me, cause you'll get through this. Yes, God. You'll break new ground. When you're lost within your weakness, hope is waiting to be found. You'll get through this. No matter what it takes. Cause I believe in you for heaven's sake. You'll get through this. Nothing time someone said that to you. Maybe it was when you were younger, when you were a teenager, maybe. It's important that you hear all of heaven saying to you this morning, you'll get through this. I believe in you. My beautiful family, you encourage me and ways that you'll never know. And what I know is that whatever lies ahead, whatever's just around the corner, as long as we hold on to Jesus, as long as we hold on to one another, the answer to the question, am, am I going to be okay? going to be okay? The answer is yes. And I want you to look to your neighbor, and I don't want you to say it like kind of wimpy, like, yes, look to your neighbor and say, 
Yes. Yes. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, my beautiful family? God, we thank you that you don't do anything halfway. So we can trust you with 100% of our heart, 100% of our lives. All of the things that we wish we never had to deal with, that we wish was never a part of the story of our lives. But that we can say, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned to trust in God. And so I thank you for strength in weakness. And I thank you for your promise to us that you're not going to walk away, that you're going to complete every good work that you have begun in us. We thank you for if you'll keep your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you're here or you're watching and you feel like you're just barely hanging on, if you're here or you're watching and you want to know about this Jesus that I've been talking about, you want to start a relationship with him today, it's simple. I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to give you an opportunity to repeat this prayer after me. He is waiting for you to just simply ask. And so would you say this? Would you say, Dear Jesus, I know who I am and I know what I've done. But I know who you are and I know what you've done. And so I'm asking you today to come into my life. Take away my sin. Take away my shame. Give me a new way of thinking. I'm going to follow you, Jesus, forevermore. In your name, amen. Amen. Can we, can we celebrate with people giving their lives to Jesus? It is absolutely the best decision that you will ever make in your entire life. And so listen, if you pray that prayer with me today, I don't want you to continue on this journey of faith with Jesus all by yourself. We're committed here at GT Church we, to you for you to continue to grow. And so if you prayed that prayer today, I want you to text the word heaven to 41411. If you'll do that, you'll meet Jason and Brittany. They are our new believer guides and they're here. If you have any questions like, okay, what does it mean? What did I really do? And what should I start doing? And maybe what should I stop doing? What's it really mean to be a, a Christian? If you'll text the word heaven to 41411, Jason and Brittany will walk with you on this new journey of faith. We're so excited for you today. My beautiful family, would you stand with me? So I want to tell you something, my beautiful family. Thank you for being here today. And always, I take the month of July off. I take the month of July to recoup and to, to, to spend with the Lord and get fired up. But I'm going to start that after today. I'm going to go be with my family. And, and, um, and so the next time that I'll be speaking to you will be the first Sunday in August. But look, you'll still see me around. And I want you to be here, okay? Because our staff, some of our staff, they're feverishly working on putting together messages. Uh, like I said, I always take the month of July, but it's going to be a week early this year. So make sure you're here. Make sure you're praying for the staff, praying for our church family. I'm going to ask you to please pray for me and pray for my family. And listen, 
we're going to be just fine. We're going to be okay. You know why? Because God said so. God said so. So we're going to be just fine. Listen, I say it because it's absolutely my truth. I love you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you guys. Take care.